from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. And then the room went silent. So from then on, we decided, okay, let's try to work with more uh, contemporary artists and actually uh, try to work with people who are still alive. Art is all about perspective. Maybe like looking over his shoulder as he painted. I'm Sarah Fenske. You've probably seen ads for Beyond Van Gogh, the immersive experience. This interactive spectacular has been barnstorming the country and earning raves along the way. This fall, it comes to St. Louis. And joining us now to share more is Matthew St. Arno. He is the creative director and co-founder of the Montreal-based Normal Studio. So, Matthew, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. There's been a lot of buzz about this exhibition. What exactly is Beyond Van Gogh? Well, simply put, when we tried to explain it, we, when we first started, we wanted to give audience members the opportunity to do what you cannot do in a museum, is uh, actually step inside uh, Van Gogh's famous paintings. Uh, the museum, you can see them. There's something about seeing an original, but you cannot touch it, let alone step inside. So we wanted to create a different perspective, a new way to see uh, his immense body of work. So how are you allowing people to actually step inside this painting? I can see how traditional museums just cannot offer that experience. Well, we're using a lot of uh, cutting-edge uh, technology that's been around for maybe 20 years, growing, growing up. In the last five years, it really expanded. So we're actually using 32 projectors, I believe. Uh, and each of them project a single image, but through magic of technology, we actually create this illusion of one large-scale image. So you're actually surrounded by the various paintings. Hmm. So you've described this in some ways as, quote, going beyond Van Gogh and meeting Vincent. How yes. are you doing that through this experience? This was initially, and we were using the word going beyond the image, beyond the frame, initially going I wanted to go beyond Van Gogh and meet Vincent, the man behind the vision, reading his letters with his brother, uh, seeing the paintings and learning more and more about him and his life. I felt a, a really strong connection. And I think this is what happens a lot for a lot of people uh, when, when they dive in his body of work. So really, it's a personal journey. And when an art is all about perspective, you know, it, it, you're in front of something, a painting, a sculpture, whatever, music, a theater piece, and you like, you don't like, you have different emotions. So I think a personal journey, yes, stepping inside, and, and no matter what you feel that you like or don't like, it, you're going to feel some so. So that's very personal. So I think that's how we kind of connect to with, with Van Gogh, and he truly painted emotion on the canvas, how he felt, how he saw the world, and he tried to find beauty wherever it was all around him. So, and, and we still connect to that uh, today when we see these paintings. There's a soothing effect and we, we kind of feel like he felt or how, uh, how what he tried to depict and put on the canvas. Hmm. So what makes this a particularly good thing to do during this pandemic era that we all seem to be somewhat stuck in right now? Mm -hmm. Well, it, it actually, the idea of this project actually came from the pandemic. Uh, producers that we've been working with for more than 10 years uh, last fall, so almost a year ago, uh, 11 months ago to be exact, uh, they, they, they phoned us and we had a meeting and they said, what do you think about creating like an immersive experience? And they were, they, they were showing us some pictures and, and ideas. 
and they were saying, well, we've been talking to, to various uh, health authorities and talking with various producers and crunching the numbers, and we can actually make this work. When they told us this, we were like, immediately, we need to do this. We can actually create something during the pandemic that's safe uh, and something for people to do, to go outside, to reconnect with oneself, with their emotion and with one another also, just going out as a family or a, group, a small group of friends and actually doing something together. I think we all need this right now. So we actually built it during and for uh, specific needs of the pandemic. So it's a free roaming experience. Uh, it's a timed entry. We've actually reduced the amount of people that can actually be inside at the same time. So mm. there is space to walk around and to socially distance uh, and, and stay safe. So, yeah, this does sound absolutely perfect for this moment <laughs> we're in. Um, I understand, though, that the first Van Gogh immersive experience, this is something somebody was doing in Europe back in like 2008. Did, did how mm-hmm. they pulled that off there, did that play any role in how this idea now came back all these years later? Mm-hmm. Well, they're still around, and you can actually, if you go in France at La Carrière des Lumières, they're the first one to have done an immersive show, or we call it massive projection uh, 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 shows uh, on Van Gogh. We've been, I've been doing a, a massive projection, and or what we call projection mapping or architectural mapping, uh, for almost 22 years now. So it's something that's been around, and technology has been evolving uh, uh, a lot in the last uh, decade, I'd say. So yes, they, they still have this show for us. We come a lot from the world of entertainment, uh, working uh, in uh, the, the, the music industry, television, a lot of Cirque du Soleil show with Disney, with so many different people, but always in the entertainment or the spectacular world. And we're using these tools and our, our view or, or techniques to animate and create visual uh, 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 wow, if you want, <laughs> to, and bring it to Van Gogh. So it was... We're trying to, to bring our own version and perspective. And this was something that initially was very important to us. We said, first question we asked ourselves, why, why Van Gogh? Like, could it be something else? So we took a week and we brainstormed. And when we, we, we started talking about going beyond the frame and beyond the image and actually stepping inside the painting, we got so excited, like we had to do it on, on Vincent's work. Hmm. His work does really seem to lend itself to this sort of, as you say, massive projection. It's interesting. Yes. There's now five different corporate entities offering mm-hmm. various versions of immersive Van Gogh experiences across the U.S. Obviously, the pandemic might be driving some of why this is so hot right now. But what makes yours, this one coming to St. Louis, beyond Van Gogh? How is this one different than the others? Well, I think, uh, uh, and it's 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 not uncommon. I would say even it's it's almost common to have multiple exhibition running at the same time from such a famous artist. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, but the important aspect is is the the, the curational view how do you approach it creatively you know art is all about perspective so what perspective are we offering we wanted to be uh, uh offering people uh, uh, an opportunity to actually be a character inside of his painting or maybe like looking over his shoulder as he painted we wanted to give that perspective at looking at his his great work so and i think that all the different exhibit out of a different creative approach and i think uh, if you sum them all up if you actually have the opportunity to see them all i think you you would see different faces or different aspect of his work so i think they're all uh, 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 complementary if you want it's mm-hmm. a bit like uh, if you have a uh, if we had a uh, uh, beyond van gogh set up 
right beside a museum that had a, a Van Gogh retrospective, I believe both of them actually uh, can live together quite well as they offer a different perspective on the same artist. Hmm. One thing about yours, um, you've said that initially you expected to pair these visual elements with a classical music score. You ended up going in a different direction. What's the soundtrack for this? Yeah, for sure. Immediately you, you think about Vincent, you see the paintings, you imagine uh, uh, classical music. Uh, immediately Debussy, uh, Eric Satie, also, of course, a Greek romantic. Um, but we felt it was something expected. We wanted, and we felt that uh, that Vincent's work is so relevant today. It really, it, it really drove us in the whole process. So we started playing with the idea, okay, let's take music we like. We, we have the creative team. Everybody pitched in uh, uh, music tracks. And we would listen to them looking at the visuals. It was interesting. Uh, we figured out early on that having lyrics actually uh, creates a lot of conflict. There's too many messages and it's charged with too em many emotions, you'd say. And at one point, we just put a Miles Davis track uh, over the visual we were creating with uh, Starry Night over the Rhone. And then the room went silent and everybody had shivers. We did not immediately understand what was going on, but we afterwards we understood that it's uh, the, mu the, the, the emotion that Miles was trying to convey and the, the, the emotion that Vincent tried to convey were on the same level. So it was actually uh, amplifying the emotion we were feeling, a bit like a, a film score does the same thing. So from then on, we decided, okay, let's try to work with more uh, contemporary artists and actually uh, try to work with people who are still alive. Actually, Miles is the only one that passed away in our whole soundtrack. Mm -hmm. And try to include men, women, multi-gender from many countries, not necessarily limit ourselves to the great classic and trying to go out of bound to create a, a soundscape that's really a collage of recent music. Some of these artists, if they would do a show, they would most likely do these songs. So, and even the uh, the, the the only true classical piece that we have in there, which is uh, Vivaldi's uh, Spring Movement, is actually a recomposed version by Max Richter. So even that is kind of a remix. He actually did like we did. He took Vivaldi's uh, Four Seasons and he actually recomposed everything in his own way, like we're doing a bit with, uh, with, with Van Gogh's imagery and his body of work. So, and in the end, when, when you, you listen and sing, you, you actually immerse yourself in this multi-layer uh, 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 experience, you actually feel that it all collides and, and, and mesh together in a way that feels so uh, logical. It's because the emotions are right and they're actually talking to each other or in unison. So yes, this is something that we're very proud, not necessarily, ex not necessarily a plan from the beginning. It just came in through the creative process. Hmm. Well, it sounds amazing. Uh, this is Beyond Van Gogh. The immersive experience is coming to the St. Louis Galleria. Best guess, that'll be in September? Uh, yes, we're hoping so. The sooner the better. We are hoping so too. So uh, Matthew St. Arno, thank you so much for joining us today. It was a pleasure. Thank you for having me. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thank you. 
St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.